0: Esther. And I'm Annika. We love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And we do this by speaking to the experts. Smart grown-ups who know all the cool facts about everything. What are we investigating today, Esther? Something very
1: wriggly. Are you talking about earthworms?
0: Yes. Hi, Hi Helen!
1: Hi Fact Detectives. Helen researches earthworms
2: and how humans are impacting them.
1: I do. What would you like to know about earthworms?
0: Everything! Everything. Fact one! How do earthworms move through the soil?
1: To start, we need to look at how they're built. In scientific terms, earthworms are in the group Annelida or Annelids. Annelida in Latin means little rings.
2: Why little rings?
1: Well, if you look at the cylindrical body of an earthworm, it's what we call segmented. So it looks like many little rings joined together. Earthworm bodies are muscular tubes made up of, on average, 100 to 150 ring-like segments. And like most animals, they have a head at one end and a bum at the other. Each segment or section has muscles and teeny tiny little bristles called setae that help the earthworms move. Well, as it wriggles through the soil, the bristles, or setae help to hold part of the worm's body steady, while the other part moves forward. Have you seen an earthworm stretch out when it's moving?
0: Yes. Yes! They move in a funny way, like their bodies are all stretchy.
1: They do, and they are. Earthworms have a cool skill. Each segment can contract and relax independently, which means that different parts can stretch or contract. For example, their head and body can reach out and lengthen, while their tails can contract or shorten. For their size, earthworms are really muscly and strong. But how do they move underground in the soil? Good question. There's actually two ways. Firstly, they can use their heads to dig holes.
0: Seriously?
1: Yes. They have a little hard, pointy bit on the front of their heads and this helps the worms push through the soil and open up teeny tiny cracks in it. The second way is by eating a path through the soil. Whichever way they move, the earthworms create tunnels that bring air into the soil, and this process is called aeration. What does it do? While they're digging and pushing through the soil, earthworms are also snacking on dead and decaying things like leaves, and their droppings also provide food for plants.
2: Is it true that if an earthworm gets cut in half, you get two earthworms?
1: First things first, please don't cut an earthworm in half.
2: We won't!
1: Good. Secondly, this rumour has been going on for decades. If an earthworm is accidentally cut in half, which can happen while digging in the garden, there are two things that can happen. One, the earthworm dies, or two, the earthworm ends up shorter while the other part dies. To explain, we have to talk about earthworm anatomy. If you've ever seen an earthworm up close, you may have noticed that there is a lighter band around its body towards its head, called the clitellum, which is used for reproduction. If the earthworm is cut above the clitellum, it will die. If it's cut below, there's a chance it will survive and will just be a bit shorter.
0: Are there some worms that can survive being cut?
1: Yes, getting cut in half doesn't bother flatworms at all. In fact, it helps their population grow but they belong to a very different group of species. Got it! Earthworms are invertebrates, which is an umbrella term to describe animals that don't have a spine. Many other creatures fall into this category, like spiders, snails, lobsters, crabs, sea cucumbers, octopuses, jellyfish and butterflies.
2: Oh, wow! So many different kinds of animals!
1: Yes, around the world there are around 6,000 species of earthworms and about 1,000 of them are found in Australia. Earthworms can live in the soil, in leaf litter on the forest floor and under rocks and logs.
0: Can earthworms see?
1: Not like us. Earthworms don't have eyes or ears, but they can sense light through their skin. Earthworms can dry out if they're exposed to heat and sunlight. So these light receptors are important in letting them know when they need to retreat further underground.
2: Do earthworms breathe through their mouths?
1: No, they also breathe through their skin.
2: Harlan, one of our Fact Detective fans, has a question.
0: Hi, my name is Harlan and I am eight years old. Today, my question is, do earthworms really have five hearts?
1: This is a bit of a tricky question to answer, Harlan. Depending on how you define heart, an earthworm can have five, ten or zero hearts. Wait! What? Most earthworms have five pairs of aortic arches that run across its body near the head. These push their blood in one direction, from one side, and then pull it back to the other. Now remember they are pairs, so you could also count them as ten single arches, meaning ten hearts. However, another way to look at it is that a human heart has only one aortic arch but multiple chambers. And if you define a heart as having multiple chambers, then an earthworm would have zero hearts because it has no chambers. Confused yet? Yes! Then let's go with five.
0: Fact three Why do we see lots of earthworms
1: when it rains? This is a good question that scientists have been thinking about for a while, and there are a few possibilities. In the UK, it's thought that raindrops sound like moles. Moles are cute, burrowing animals that live in underground tunnels, and they love to eat earthworms. When moles make vibrations in the soil, the earthworms come to the surface to escape. Other people think it's so that the earthworms don't drown, but this is not the case. Earthworms can survive for several days underwater. When the sun is out, it's hot and the air is dry, so why do you think they might come out when it rains? So they
2: can move without drying out. Exactly.
1: And earthworms do like to move around. In fact, like other species, it's thought they migrate and the rain gives them a chance to move more quickly. Unfortunately, some worms often get stranded trying to cross a footpath or car park when the sun comes out and with no moisture, they dry out and die. Oh no! But you can give them a hand. If you see an earthworm stranded on concrete, pick it up and take it to the nearest bit of soil or grass.
0: Okay.
1: How long do earthworms live? In the wild, they can live between four
0: to eight years. What about baby earthworms?
1: Baby earthworms start off as teeny tiny eggs in a cocoon. The cocoon can stay in the soil for many months, which is a useful way to survive the cold winter. But in general, it takes about three weeks for the baby earthworms to hatch. In 12 months, an earthworm will reach maturity and can have their own babies. One earthworm can lay anywhere between just a few and hundreds of cocoons in a year, each containing an egg, although some species lay cocoons with up to 20 eggs inside.
0: That's, That's a lot, lot of earthworms. Worms. It is. Fact four!
2: How big is the biggest earthworm in the world?
1: Pretty big. How big? The giant Gippsland earthworm can grow up to three metres long and two centimetres wide. Whoa! Yeah, it's a big one. But the average size is usually around one metre. Its body is blue-grey, and it consists of 300 to 400 body segments. Giant Gippsland earthworms live 50 centimetres down underground, so it's pretty unlikely you'll ever see one. But it's not the only giant out there. There's also the Oregon giant earthworm that can grow up to 1.3 metres long, and it lives three metres underground and smells like lilies. An
0: earthworm that smells like a flower? That's hilarious!
1: There's also many giant earthworms in South America that can grow over a metre.
0: Wow. wow!
1: Fact 5!
0: Is it true that
1: earthworms are good for the soil? In some places, yes. In other places, No. For gardens and farms, earthworms can be great because the tunnels they make in the soil allow water and nutrients to get to the plant roots. And earthworm poo is great food for plants too. But earthworms have been causing havoc in some areas. What do you mean? Well, in the northern and central part of North America, in the last ice age around 15,000 years ago, glaciers caused a huge amount of erosion and the area lost their native earthworms. When the glaciers finally receded, the forest ecosystem had a chance to recover, but it did so without earthworms. Then, a few hundred years ago, in the 1600s, people migrating from Europe brought earthworms with them. Some were brought with the idea to improve garden soil, while others would have been accidental stowaways in pot plants. Also, fishermen often use earthworms to catch fish. And at the end of the day, they just tip the rest of the bucket of worms out.
2: But what's wrong with them? What do they do?
1: Well, just like any introduced species, they're just behaving as they normally would. But because they're in a new ecosystem, the earthworm's normal is pushing everything out of whack. Earthworms like to eat leaf litter, which means leaves on the forest floor. And they also tunnel through the earth and aerate the soil. But the problem is that these forests evolve with tree species that actually need the leaf litter. The invasive earthworms are actually changing the makeup of the soil, and this has a flow on effect to not just the trees, but also the animals that live in the forest. Oh no! Usually, earthworms can spread about 10 metres per year. But like many introduced species, earthworms are mostly spread via human activities and can travel a couple of hundred kilometres by fishermen, tires, boats and gardeners. So the good news is that this means that you can play a big role in helping to reduce their spread by not moving species to new areas and telling your friends and family to also be careful.
0: Try this at home.
1: Here's an activity you can try at home. Lie on the floor next to a wall, put your arms by your side and pretend you're an earthworm. Try to move your body without using your arms and legs. It's pretty difficult, right? Now, if you push your feet against the wall, you can use the muscles in your body to propel yourself forward by bracing against your feet. Obviously, earthworms don't have feet, but we don't have the bristles they have. So in this example, our feet work in a similar way to the bristles or setae of the earthworm as it's moving through soil.
0: Let's give it a go. Okay. Thanks, Helen.
1: You're welcome, Fact Detectives.
0: This has been another super fun episode of The Fact Detectives with me, Esther. And me, Annika. Big thanks to Dr Helen Phillips, who researches soil biodiversity and
2: earthworms
0: at the Netherlands Institute of Ecology. And big thanks to Sophie, Leo and Harlan, who asked us to investigate these wriggly creatures. If you love finding out the facts as much as we do. And if you have
2: a big topic you would like us to investigate... Then get in touch at Fact Detectors at Kindling.com.au